Jazzcast Pros. What did 2023 teach you? How are you going to package those lessons and take them into the new year? What did you do well last year? And compare that to what you want to improve upon for the next year. These are all topics we're going to dive into today of High Vibe Table Talks. I'm your host, Rashawn Hargrave, and I have taken my background of education and my decade of working for a startup and turn it into High Vibe Masterminds. Every week, I share insights from myself and my guests to help you navigate the messy middle. If you're a woman contemplating your next move, you found the perfect podcast to empower your self-growth journey. Welcome to High Vibe Table Talks, the podcast to help you, the cautiously ambitious woman, remove mental barriers and take action now so that you can achieve your high vibe desires. I have been talking in the past couple episodes about this workbook that I've used. It's called The Yearly Compass, and it does both looking back, reflecting on the past year, and then goal setting for the future year. And I will put the link to the workbook in the show notes. It's really, really great. I really highly recommend it. It's free. In today's episode, what I wanted to do was share my reflections back on 2023, what I learned and how I want to take them into 2024. Um, Whether you get the compass or not, one thing that I do when I look back on the previous year is figure out where I capture special moments. You may look in your journal, you may look in your um, calendar. One place where I capture a lot of my special moments is in my photos and videos. So I go back through and just kind of scroll through the photos and videos and see what did the last year look like for you. And it's amazing how much we forget that happens. So it's a great place to start as like a reminder. And that gets into my first lesson of the year, which is that a year is a really long time and a really short amount of time. And I'm always amazed every year how this lesson comes to me. A lot of times when we're goal setting, even in my groups, what we do is we plan out like the next quarter and a year is so much time to get so much done. And so thinking back and looking back into what I did over the past year is really exciting about what can happen in this upcoming year. We really can do so much in that amount of time. So don't forget to plan out for that amount of time as well. The other piece of it is that it's a really short amount of time too. Like if you just take small action steps today, where you will be one year from now is going to go by in the blink of an eye. It's going to go by so fast. So don't underestimate the small activities you're doing today that are going to get you. Like you're like, oh, well, I have to wait till next year to do that. I remember feeling this way when we bought our house. Like I was just so ready for the process to be, get through the process. And I'm so glad that it unfolded exactly as it did. So lesson number one is that a year is a long time and a short amount of time. Lesson number two that I took from 2023 is something I did really well, which was sit with the small moments. Um, When I went back through my pictures, I have a lot of photos with snakes and hummingbirds and getting Rowan off the bus stop, getting her on the bus. My husband and daughter like to watch these people. They're on like Instagram or YouTube or something. I don't know. They watch these videos. Um, They're called Siegfried and Roy, and they're Siegfried and Joy. I'm sorry. They're really cute, funny, um, short videos. They were on America's Got Talent. But they like to watch those videos together. And I have pictures of me just sitting watching them laugh together and, you know, family time with like our big 
extended family and moments like that that I capture that are just, I'm blanking on the word, but they're not staged. It's just, I just capture that, that image. And, um, in my garden, I had a couple of snakes. So in the walkways, I have down tarp to stop the weeds, which when the tarp heats up, it gets really warm under there. So I had a couple of snakes that like to hang out under there. So before I walked, I'd have to like shake the tarp because I didn't want to step on them. It like made me jump a couple of times, but then I knew that they were there and it was like this mutually beneficial relationship that I was like providing this space for them. But one time I was watering my garden and I was, so I was watering it and this one snake kind of came out from under the tarp and the excess water, the snake was like drinking. Like I was feeding a snake. I don't know. It was like, it just was something really cool. (laughs) And I think it's like a core memory from the last year of something that happened that was really cool. And I did capture it on video. And so I really want to make sure I do that again this year. You know, there's so much like hustle and bustle and I want to take time to like sit and be and be grateful for those moments and realize how fleeting they are. Um, And so that's one thing I did really well over the past year and I want to continue to do this upcoming year. That actually leads really well into lesson number three, which the idea of Becoming the relaxed woman came into my universe over the past year. I remember Nicola Jane Hobbs. I I don't know how I got, someone else must have posted it, but I remember reading this post and I talked about it in one of my earlier episodes. I remember reading it and I started crying. That had never been an option in my atmosphere before. I always thought that you have to hustle, you have to grind, you have to do more, you have to accomplish. That has just been something that. I didn't know there was another way. And so this opening up into like, of course there's another way, just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I really want to live more into that this year. And this dichotomy of being overdoing, you know, my doing is not my worth. I don't have to earn rest. I can be successful and be restful. Those two can be true. And it just like blew my mind. It is a layered thing that I want to continue to build into. Um, Like I said, it came into my kind of atmosphere this past year. And so next year, it's about really living into that. So yeah, becoming the relaxed woman, the relaxed entrepreneur, the relaxed mother, the relaxed homemaker. Those are all things that I want to lean into and continue to embrace. Lesson number four is build something beautiful. It's interesting as I was planning out this episode, until I am going through each of them all together, I didn't realize how layered they were. When I say that, you know, my first introduction into gardening was always vegetable gardening. I am a vegetable gardener. I love gardening vegetable plants, like that's kind of my thing. And it's interesting in the gardening community, a lot of people are either vegetable gardeners or they're flower gardeners. And like, that's one of the first questions like, oh, you garden? Do do you do vegetables mostly or flowers mostly? That's a very common question when you first meet gardeners. And I was a vegetable gardener. And it was about like, I'm spending all this time, energy, love that I'm pouring into my garden. What am I getting out of it? Back to like being the relaxed woman, how productive was I? You know, the worth of a tomato plant to me was how many pounds of tomatoes did that 
plant produce for me this year. And when part of my garden would fail, I would be so frustrated because I was like, I didn't get anything out of this garden. And yes, like there are so many other benefits, like the lessons that you get, the time, the movement, the groundedness, um, even one plant. You know, I'm, <laughs> I've am i read a book called The $64 Tomato and it's like, you know, you pour all this money into a plant and then get one tomato out of it and it costs $64 versus the, you know, 50 cent tomato that's at Wegmans. And so this year I started a flower garden. And, you know, I've obviously grown flowers before, but this is like on our property, we have four lilac bushes. And so I had in between them was all grass. So I had this idea last year and then I built it this year to take out all the grass and in between each of the lilac bushes have space for flowers. And then in the middle, have it be like a place for refuge, like put a chair there. And I got for my girlfriends, I got these stones when we put our dogs down, they got one for each dog. And so I have those in there. And I planted black eyed Susans because I have pictures with my grandma and grandpa where my grandpa's black eyed Susans are in the forefront. So it's kind of a memorial garden, flower garden, place for peace, you know, in the vegetable garden. Again, it's like about production. So I'm constantly weeding and tying up, pruning and gathering. And this was a place, yes, obviously it still needs weeding and watering and things like that, but it was full of wildflowers. And the goal wasn't what can you produce for me? It is shine in your beauty. That's the whole point is for these flowers to be who they are based on the seed and everything that was inside of them and be in no competition to, you know, the black eyed Susan next to them. They're just there to be. So I was able to spend time in that garden and with that garden and in that lesson, the being overdoing. And so whether it's in your garden, in your life, in your business, something that I want to take from 2023 is to build something beautiful because I think it's so impactful. And again, it's layered into like being the relaxed woman and the small moments. And yeah, yeah. Lesson number five really has two parts. And part number one is saying yes can truly, truly transform your life. Something I said yes to this past year was this podcast. You know, I had met Jazzy and we were kind of introduced to each other through, you know, our networks. And she pushed me on this creative journey that has really become a big pivot. So part two of that is you have to be really intentional with everything you're saying yes to so that you have space and capacity for the yeses that will truly transform your life. When I first started the year, I was using this community builder called Mighty Networks. And I love showing up for a community. I love showing up for my calls. I did not enjoy showing up to that platform. It was this like chicken and the egg. Like, do I get more people on before I build it out more? Or do I build it out more um, and then get people on? But then like it didn't click and I couldn't get it to click. And I felt bad not getting it to click. But this past year, I was able to let that go. And showing up to this platform on a weekly basis, like I can do that. Yes, there are parts of the podcast that like aren't like my favorite, you know, (laughs) just I'm having technology issues with it right now, which is why um, if you're watching the video part of this, uh, my background looks different because I'm at the library because I was having some tech issues at home. But I 
really feel creatively fulfilled. I feel connected. I enjoy, I feel like I'm in my zone of genius when I do this podcast every week. I did not feel like I was in my zone of genius when I was showing up to Mighty Networks. And so saying yes to Jazzy and to this podcast and saying yes to the parts of it that I can do. I would not still be here. I wouldn't have the episodes. I wouldn't be the podcaster I am today if I didn't hand off my zone of competence pieces to Jazzy. Can I edit it? Yes. Am I going to be anywhere near as good as her? No. Do I have the expertise to push myself and grow as a podcaster? Of course not. I've never done this before. And so partnering with her and handing the things off to her that I needed to are another reason why this yes has been so impactful. I said yes to the podcast and I said no to the editing, post-producing part of it and handed that off to somebody else so that I could really lean into this yes. So part one is saying yes can truly transform your life, but you have to bring a lot of intention and attention to what you are saying yes to so you have the bandwidth and capacity to say Yes to those intent, those transformational things. Lesson number six is that stretching at new parts of me as a parent have really helped me as a business owner. Seeing some of the things that Rowan did this year and how proud I was of her for like overcoming her fear allowed me to be proud of myself. And if I could feel that capacity for her, then I wanted to feel that for myself too. You know, having these joyful small moments for her made me turn that back again on myself. Her embracing her curiosity and love of reading and balancing the like structure of the day and like her freedoms and her needing her Rowan time just helped me say, I want to say yes to that for her? How can I say yes to that for myself? Stretching new parts of me as a parent made me a better entrepreneur and a better person. So thank you, Rowan. Lesson number seven, are less decisions make my brain really happy. <laughs> you know, going into this year, having it be my first full-time year as an entrepreneur, you wake up every morning and there are a million things you could be doing. And that leads into the should cycle often. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. You know, and then when you go and embrace some of those small moments, like, should I have been doing something else? Should I have gotten back to that person on the email? Should I, you know, whatever. Like part of it was, you know, I'd wake up in the morning and I would say, okay, I did like the morning bus stuff. Now I have time for me. I should have breakfast. Um, I'm a vegetarian, so I need to think about getting protein in all my meals. So I should make a protein shake, but I don't really like how the protein powder and water or even milk taste together. They're actually pretty gross. The protein powder doesn't taste great. So I have to put it into like a smoothie. And so I have to go get kale. Do I have any in the fridge? Do I have any in the garden? What frozen fruit do I have? Do I have enough almond milk? And then like, you know, now I'm going to just make a mess in the kitchen. Do I really have time to clean it? They're either the dishwasher is already full or clean or their dishes in the sink. And then I just get frustrated and don't do anything. And all of a sudden it's lunch and I'm starving. You know, I should move my body and I should do yoga, but I was actually really loved movement most when I was 
lifting weights. So I should get back to the gym, but I can't do that this morning. And like all that sort of stuff of getting back to the gym will like you have space, like just go running, but we don't live in a neighborhood anymore. So why don't I just do yoga from YouTube? But then I got to pick something out and that just is like too much. So again, I would end up doing nothing and still like falling behind in like work stuff. So taking out having to make all those decisions and having my bar be like relatively low when it comes to what success looks like for my morning, like not putting so much pressure, like I have to move and lift weights and have my protein every morning and meditate or else I'm a failure. Like that didn't feel good. And so it's like this balance of reducing the amount of decisions I have to make and not feeling like I'm stuck in a cage. I don't know exactly how to do that yet, but I have realized for myself that I need to reduce the number of decisions that I make so that I don't spin out either way. Lesson number eight, and this is the last one, and it is become the coolest person I know. I listened to this podcast called The Chillpreneur with Erin May Henry, and it's a great listen. I highly recommend. And she talks about this all the time. Like, I just want to be the coolest person I know. And like, why the F not? I love that sentiment because like, for me, it takes away other people's judgments. Like what will other people think if they like hear my podcast? Like who cares? Like, I think this is really cool. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. I think I talked about it in one of my last episodes about how I was struggling between shine and grounded for my two words. So I came up with my word for the year, which is bloom. And it feels like, yes, I have my roots in the ground and they're soaking up all the nutrients that they need and they're being watered and they're the anchor when there's stormy weather for the flower. And the other part, other side of it is that the flower part gets to soak up the sun and be beautiful and not compare itself to who's next door, who's on their own journey and everything that they need is like in that seed. And so I just want to live more into that being the coolest person that I know. Cause like, like I said, why not? So these are my reflections on 2023 and how I'm taking them into 2024. What lessons are you taking into the new year? I would love to hear. I know we're like halfway through January already, but like I said, A year is a long time and it's a short time. So take some time to reflect on what you did last year and what you're taking into this upcoming year. And remember the big dreams and small steps will transform your life. 